Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Being physically active could improve the effectiveness of your COVID-19 vaccine. We all know that regular exercise is beneficial for your overall health, but regular exercise might also improve the effectiveness of your COVID vaccines, according to a new study. This study looks at the effects of exercise and vaccines and found that regular exercise can amplify the effects of your next COVID vaccine and starting exercise today is beneficial even if your vaccination is still scheduled weeks or months into the future. This study consisted of roughly 200,000 men and women in South Africa, both vaccinated and unvaccinated. The researchers found that being vaccinated effectively prevented severe illness in the majority of the vaccinated individuals. That's what vaccines do. Remember, folks, they're like seatbelts. Seatbelts don't prevent an accident. They prevent the severity of injuries. But more interestingly, the individuals who were vaccinated and regularly active were about 25% less likely to end up in the hospital compared to sedentary people who were also fully vaccinated. Wow, that's really great. This study adds to the growing body of literature that suggests regular exercise is extremely beneficial to your immune system. In fact, many doctors agree that regular exercise is one of the most important things you can do to prevent severe illness, COVID or otherwise. This past year, several other studies have looked at the relationship between physical activity and the severity of COVID-19 illness. Every study found that being physically active significantly lowered the risk of having adverse COVID-19 outcomes. A review of 16 past studies published in August also concluded that the active individuals were substantially less likely to be infected, hospitalized, or to die from COVID compared to sedentary people. According to doctors in the field, the connection between physical exercise and COVID-19 protection actually makes a lot of sense. Immune function is known to improve with regular physical exercise along with lung function. Researchers and doctors are still unclear as to how regular exercise affects or changes vaccine responses, but it is clear now that exercise is definitely playing a role in strengthening the immune system. Listen, y'all. All I can say is there's nothing better than getting out, if even just a walk. You know, I was asked over and over again, and of course, Liana will tell you um, over and over again, especially deep, deep, deep in the pandemic, when we were in the thick of the pandemic, uh, doctor, 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 you know, media, always media, media, media. What can we do to strengthen your immune system? I need to strengthen my immune system, strengthen my immune system. What can I do? Vitamins, vitamin C, emergency. No, no, no. All that stuff is garbage. Here are the three ways you strengthen your immune system. You eat as close to a whole foods or plant-based diet as possible. You get at least six to eight hours of sleep at night. And third, you exercise. And if exercise for you just means walking around the block, 
using the stairs to get up to your building, whatever, but just any physical activity will strengthen your immune system. And this is what I said at the beginning, during and post COVID, if we're even in a post COVID world, which we're probably not, but it's nice to see that there's a study here that actually supports and backs up what, what I've been saying all along. for daylight savings to go at 2 a.m on november 6th the u.s turned their clocks and went back to standard time many medical experts and scientists believe that this is where we should stay while the majority of countries across the world remain on standard time all year long the u.s shifts between standard time and daylight savings time sleep and circadian rhythm experts emphasize that this one hour switch is actually impacting our health more than we know Shifting between standard time and daylight savings time every year is throwing off the body's sleep cycle, which is that circadian rhythm, which in turn can have adverse health outcomes. The consensus among experts is that this time change has got to go. Yes. During daylight savings times, the clocks spring forward an hour and many of us will lose an hour of sleep. Although this may not seem like a huge amount, losing this one hour can actually throw off several other mechanisms of the body for weeks. Your sleep health relies on the balance between two different processes, sleep homeostasis and your circadian rhythm. Sleep homeostasis is the desire to sleep that builds from the moment you wake up through bedtime and your circadian rhythm is your body's biological internal clock that runs on a 24-hour cycle. Your circadian rhythm is responsible for regulating the timing of your sleep at night and your wakefulness during the day. So your circadian rhythm is synchronized with the sun's clock and is set by the time and the amount of bright light a person gets during the day. It's very important to keep your circadian rhythm synchronized because it influences other biological processes in your body, such as the release of certain hormones. With daylight saving times, your body is exposed to less sunlight in the morning, which can desynchronize your circadian rhythm. This can result in feeling tired in the morning and wakeful in the evenings, as well as throwing off your sleep homeostasis, which results in poor sleep health. Medical and research professionals emphasize that by keeping standard time year-round, our circadian rhythms will be better synchronized with the sun's clock, as well as the rotation of the earth. Let's be very clear here. Again, Americans just interfering with our stuff like twice a year there's a debate that happens around we should really get rid of daylight savings time and then like nothing happens about it i'm a huge fan of fallback because it means that i wake up and i'm like oh no i gotta go to work and then i realize i have a whole extra hour to sleep and i'm like yeah Yeah, right but so many people love the extra light daylight hours in the towards the end of the day it feels like their days last longer. And so that's, I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit of personal preference, but like the days do get shorter at the end of the year and they get longer in the summer. Like that's, that's how this works. Absolutely. hundred percent. So, you know, as you know, Liana, I was, uh, as soon as I graduated from my residency program, I had to do four years of my public health payback on the Navajo reservation. I lived in Northern Arizona, Arizona, does not change their clocks. Our listeners in Arizona, you're well aware, you do not go back and forth. But you know who does? Utah does. And so it was funny because as you know, in those days I didn't wear a watch and I used my cell phone 
And so because I was in Northern Arizona, if I was on a, a cell tower that clocked me in on Utah time, that told time in one, so six months out of the year, it would be one hour off. If I was on an Arizona cell tower, it would switch on you. You never knew what time it was. I've also often wondered that for people that live or work in states that are, you know, bordering one another that are in different time zones, like how does that, how does that work yeah. when you set a meeting time? Like how right. do you negotiate yeah. that? You, I've, you I've really... always been curious about this. Anyway, if any of you listeners out there do live in a bordering town uh, where, you know, you're in different time zones, I would love to hear um, how that typically works. So um, what, what's the email address again, Mark Allen? Info at noisefiltershow.com. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Pickerson, at hopepickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D R D E R Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefortheshow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. <laughs>